I'm a wife, bitches. Everyone loves a goddamn lobster roll. It's Army of the Dead. Welcome to the Center Cut. I am Michael. And I'm Dave. And we have Tyler with us today. Tyler from the Inner Idiot Podcast. Tyler, my friend, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Now, tell our listeners a little bit about your show, why they should check you out after they finish this one, of course. Well, (laughs) first of all, they do need to finish this, but they got to see you guys in person because y'all are some studly motherfuckers, all right? (laughs) Let me just start off by saying that. Michael, you got a smile that would make the panties fall off of a unicorn. Dave, you got the hair. That shit is more majestic than the bald eagle getting a hand job from the Statue of Liberty. Let me tell you what. Oh, man. I am the big, the bald, the beautiful, the brash, the bumbling, and oftentimes bastardly Tyler Havlin. And I ain't got the hair or the smile, but you can catch me on Inner Idiot Podcast. We're available on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Google Podcasts. Not on Apple. Apple don't like us for some reason, and that's okay. I like apples, though. (laughs) eat apples every day. They don't keep the doctors away, though. I'm telling you now. I'm here to tell you. Nope. No, they they definitely don't. And I really like that. You don't censor yourself, man. Not at all. It's important. No. It's gotten me in trouble a few times, but I mean, what's life without a little trouble, right? Boring, that's what. Exactly. Well, thank you for being here. People are going to hear you, and they're going to love you. Now, Dave... Uh, Outside of having Tyler here, what are we doing here today? We watched the first 15 minutes and the last 15 minutes of Army of the Dead. And we are going to recap both ends. And then uh, Tyler has some questions for us about what happened in the middle. Yes, he does. So Army of the Dead was released last year, 2021, on Netflix. And it also had a limited run in theaters. It was written and directed by Zack Snyder and stars ex-wrestler Dave Bautista, Omari Hardwick, and Ella Purnell, who plays... Teen Jackie on My Jam Yellow Jackets. It shambled its way to a 67 on Rotten Tomatoes, and if you haven't figured it out yet, it's all about them zombies. Many zombies. I love zombies, man. And let me tell you what, the first 15 minutes of this movie had me hype as fuck. The first 15 is better than the last 15. Yeah. Considerably better. Well, speaking of, Dave, why don't you get into that recap? Let's absolutely get into it. So, we open at an army complex where a crew of soldiers named the Four Horsemen are en route with some sort of important payload. We don't learn what that is uh, up front. We just know that they're transporting something. We cut to uh, a couple quickly who is taking picture in front of the Las Vegas City Limits sign. It seems like they're celebrating their nuptials and they jump into their car and just start speeding down the road in the middle of the desert, as is one to do in Las Vegas. They are playing the best Elvis song, though, right? I hate Elvis, but I don't mind that song. (laughs) <laughs> kind of a cool level song yeah that chick was way out of that dude's league just saying agreed that was my first thought thank you she must have been so drunk when they got like married that must have been her drug dealer or he has just a humongous penis he had one of those faces like he had a big pp yeah probably why so. they wrecked yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> but we cut back to our army boys who are chatting about what they might be hauling even they don't know and uh some guesses they have a, a briefcase nuke bigfoot Amelia Earhart, but alive. Weird. An alien, because we learned that they just left Area 51. So a lot of different things that they could have. 
at this point, we cut back to our newlyweds. The girl says she's got a present for her her new hubby and just starts giving them some roadhead as they speed down this desert road. Elvis Presley about to get his pelvis messy. No. Yeah. Bad. <laughs> I'm here for it. I liked it. <laughs> so listen, I have never been a fan of roadhead. I just like, how impatient are you that you can't just wait 20 more minutes until you're home? Just wait till you get home. Yeah, I so I think there's I think there's probably pluses and minuses to it. Like obviously you can't you can't fully focus on it, but there is a heightened excitement from it being just not normal head. And if it's gonna happen anywhere, it might as well happen in the fucking desert, right? Yeah. Like you don't expect an army convoy to be coming at you at any given fucking time. I don't know, man. If I get even a milliliter of jizz on my steering wheel, a whole car is going to the junkyard. Just throw it away. Just put it in the junkyard. Are you the cleanest masturbator in the world? You never <laughs> get that shit anywhere? Dude, it's on everything I own. It's on the walls. It's on the rugs. Dude, it's probably on the fridge handle. I can't even grab a goddamn bar without getting the fucking steaming on my hand. Goddamn. Talking about one drop on your car. Fuck junk it. The hell is wrong with you, Mikey? Yeah, I'm I'm a clean guy. What can I in say? In his defense, whatever car he owns, they probably should have junked 10 years ago. Anyways, so. <laughs> That's true. Fair point. Very fair point. (laughs) But our our new groom is enjoying himself just a little too much. He's uh, closing his eyes, throwing back his head a little bit. He slams right into the front of the largest truck that is carrying our payload and just total giant explosion. This couple is for sure totally dead. What's the over under on whether she bit off his dick on collision? 100%. (laughs) I'm thinking about anytime you get scared, you automatically grind your teeth. Yeah, big dick, dick was gone. He probably tensed up too. It was probably just a whole, a whole mess. But you know what? This this made me mad because like this didn't need to happen this way. Not the collision, but the the quote unquote payload falling. Like the first rule of transporting something important: don't put it in a top heavy box on an open <laughs> flatbed. You're asking for this to happen. Whatever guy said this ain't going nowhere was obviously was. Is wrong because you know there's always that one guy when you strap something down this thing going no nowhere this fucking guy dude that like showed it to his buddies like look how tight i got this got his nike monarchs on <laughs> i was thinking new balance 504s white people shit you know yeah. <laughs> so that couple is definitely dead and the crate uh, carrying our payload as we just mentioned went flying down the road and eventually slides to a stop a few hundred feet in front of where the rest of the convoy stopped. I really hope that driver got his payload off first. <laughs> like, Agreed. if he didn't, like, you're going to heaven or hell with blue balls. You're like a ghost that haunts the streets of, of Las Vegas because you, you never got to finish. Splooge. <laughs> and I just pick one house and just always have my dick around the corner. Just always. <laughs> We're haunted by the dick of Christmas past. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be really intense. I I like that a lot. So our head army boy gets out of the Humvee that he was in and uh, calls in the accident to codename Mothership, which is just back at base, it sounds like. They are sending a medevac, but tell them to get the fuck away from the payload. Just do not be anywhere near that thing. Get as far away as possible. This lady even swears on on the radio. You could tell she's serious. But then they just don't fucking listen. No, just drive away. Just drive away. If I'm in the army and I'm transporting something, I don't know what it is. And then as soon as a person back from base tells me to get away from it, I am turning and running as fast as humanly possible. The fact that they're all just like nonchalantly like, ah, don't worry about it. Like, especially he's coming from Area 51. Who the fuck knows what's in there? Right? 
I ain't running. I'm a big man. I ain't running. I'm hopping in whatever vehicle can still go. Exactly. Just drive away. Jizz on a steering wheel or not, I don't give a shit what's on yeah. that You have an afterbirth on that motherfucker. I'm still driving it. <laughs> so so they, um, they stay to try and fight whatever it is that comes out of the payload. The door opens up and out comes running our first zombie, Patient Zero or whatever you want to call it. Looks like he's an army boy because he's he's got uh, some some army tags on. He's got a short haircut, and uh, he just proceeds to kill the fuck out of all these guys. Accurate. Yep. The two boys that were in the front Humvee make their way. Uh, they they're able to actually escape at first. They run, start running through the desert. Um, there's a funny joke about him getting scared because he trips over something, and like they laugh about it, and then both immediately die. This is the guy that you entrust with a super zombie. The dude who can't even walk without tripping over his fucking own boots and unloads his rifle as he's falling. The few, the proud, my ass. <laughs> you make a good point, sir. But yeah, so we do see the zombie rips off the whole jaw of one of these guys and then the other guy just bites him in the neck and like a really shitty vampire so what's this thing's motivation like it doesn't seem to need to eat for sustenance which is what i normally expect out of zombies is its goal to just create more of itself like like some light skin nibbling is its version of procreation i mean he just wants a zombie community basically all right our zombie number one here walks up to the edge of a um, a little hill, and we could see him overlooking the city of Las Vegas as his two little little minions that he just created walk up alongside their zombie daddy. Now, this part is going to get kind of tricky to explain. I'm going to try and do it to the best of my ability. Viva Las Vegas starts playing as we start yeah, to get our intro title credits. This is just basically six minutes of us seeing the progression of what happens in Las Vegas as the zombies start to take over the area. Some things of note. We see some zombie breasts, still breasts, just mm -hmm. zombified, still good. And an old man wins the jackpot, but then immediately gets mauled by some zombies. So ain't that just the worst? We do see what I believe is our, our main zombie boy walking up to the Olympus. This is the first time we got like a really good up close look at him. His skin's kind of a nasty color, bluish green, and he has yellow eyes. He's definitely not as clean as Mikey. Nope. nope. But we do at this point, kind of throughout this, as this spreads throughout the city, get introduced to a few folks who seem to be of some importance. We see uh, a soccer mom, and then the, we see her kill some zombies, and then it cuts to her like holding a picture of what she was like before she had to become a zombie killing machine. We also see a big dude who holds up a picture of him getting his master's in philosophy. We meet Batista, who is a father of two daughters and looks to be a chef or something like that. And we see a businesswoman who she's on like the cover magazine, but in real time now she is killing zombies with a giant machine gun mounted to the top of a bus. And she's wearing a shirt that has some kind of quote about female ejaculation on it. Thank you. I just wanted to make sure that you were here for the, the female ejaculation oh, yeah. shirt. Here of for course, it. I'm here for female ejaculation. Mm -hmm. So uh, the, <laughs> there is this one scene in particular I thought was ridiculous is that so we see this one this shot of like a zombie Elvis that is pretty amusing but then it kind of like pans to the sky and it looks like the army is just dropping dudes in to try and help but they're like falling in slowly on these parachutes a whole pile of zombies underneath them and is like as soon as the dude hits the ground, he's just immediately mauled. It's like dropping a millionaire into a fucking whorehouse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just like a terrible idea. He's mine. <laughs> yeah. So that guy gets just wrecked. And like you can see like multiple of them falling in the background and they're all just getting totally fucked. We see, an, I think, another woman that we haven't met yet saving a young girl. 
they kind of appear to be mother and daughter from what it looks like to me. That was the soccer mom. Oh, okay. So that was the soccer mom saving her daughter. I didn't realize that was the same mm-hmm. same woman. We end up seeing that they have encircled the entire city in shipping crates stacked three high to try and just wall off all the zombies. And the final set of crates is being lowered into a gap as our crew is trying to escape. Batista gets out, our businesswoman gets out, and then we see the mother and her daughter who are trying to escape. They are not able to make it out. They get uh, slowed down by the zombies, and the crate that finally closes Las Vegas falls right on top of them as they're getting mauled by zombies. What a shitty mom. What a shitty mom. Like, why would you just sit there and hug your kid? She tried to send her, and the daughter turned around. She just hugged her kid while getting munched. Just dropkick that nugget to safety. There's no excuse. Yeah, that's true. I mean, just that point, kick her to like, safety. Just do something. Yeah, yeah, she just hugged her. She's like, "Well, we're dead now." No, no. Yeah. Now, one thing you didn't mention. So the the song you did say is "Viva Las Vegas," but it's not like the original version. It instantly reminded me of the Richard Cheese version of "Down with the Sickness" that was in the Dawn of the Dead remake in uh, from 2004. So I looked it up, and it all lines up because this is also Richard Cheese. And I didn't realize, but the Dawn of the Dead remake was also Zack Snyder. So apparently he just loves putting Richard Cheese versions of famous songs that are very different into his movies. Interesting. I have no clue who Dick <laughs> Cheese is, but I'm going to look him up now. He does these like lounge versions of songs like he does like Down with the Sickness by Disturbed, but like a lounge version. I'm going to have to check this out. Yeah. So all, after all that is said and done, we cut to a small diner called the Lucky Boy. And Batista is making some burgers and the news is on. Uh, we apparently we learned that, you know, they walled off the city to keep all the zombies in Las Vegas. We learned that Congress had voted and approved on a nuclear strike. Just wipe them all out in one shot in four days on the 4th of July. You know you done made some piss poor decisions in life if you're pushing 50 and flipping burgers in a dirty little diner. Let me tell you what, like, did, did anybody else think that, like, his skin on his face was just pulled back so tight <laughs> that he had to have that bitch, like, in a fucking skin man bun in the back of his face? Yes. <laughs> Interestingly, I've met Batista. I was into WWE as a kid, and one time oh, we. So was I. My mom's work was like auctioning off a WWE show, and there was also like a meet and greet. You get to go back and like meet some people. So I met some of the, the very, very attractive WWE women, which was exciting. But I, yeah, I got to meet Batista, and I was like 14, maybe. I know that I was smaller, so he probably looked bigger than like if I were to meet him now. But man, that dude is fucking huge. He was super cool, though. And he was always one of my more favorite wrestlers there towards the end of the time I was watching. Well, then that was the first 15 minutes. It's time for the last 15 minutes, which began at two hours, four minutes and 41 seconds. Batista is panting on a roof with two women. One we find out later is his daughter. And after a few moments, we hear a helicopter. Tig fucking Nataro is the pilot. <laughs> Out of nowhere. Yeah, I, I gotta say, I didn't place it before now, but she looks much more like a helicopter pilot than a comedian. I think she found her true calling. <laughs> I think she found her true calling. <laughs> now, instead of just hopping in the helicopter, Batista dilly-dallies like a fucking moron and out pops a zombie from an entry on the roof. And the zombie looks like a, a washed-up singer of any of those mid-2000s screamo bands. Got, like, long, greasy hair. And 
it just hauls ass towards the copter. It hops up on some industrial fans and just launches itself like a goddamn Olympic long jumper into the copter. So this looks like our same Zombo from the beginning, but now he has long hair, which makes me feel like a decent amount of time has passed. That is the one. Wow. So you grow hair when you're dead? This motherfucker did. <laughs> wow. Okay. I can't even grow hair when I'm alive. <laughs> but of course, the copter has a gaping hole in the side. So now this mm-hmm, zombie mm-hmm. is inside and trying to bite Batista. Tig pulls off some cool sideways drop move, which buys him some space and he fires a couple shots at the zombie, but he can't land a clear headshot. Unfortunately, the other two girls are doing absolutely nothing to help so far. Just sitting there while he's doing all the fighting. I'm pretty sure the other woman on the roof, not his daughter, the other woman that was on the roof a second ago, we don't see her again. Yeah, we do. We see her in the helicopter for a split second. For maybe a split second, but like, we, I have no idea what the fuck happened to her, what she was doing. Nothing. Yeah, no. It's like she didn't even exist. It's a good question. When Batista takes his next shot, he hits Tig. Now, the first watch, it looked like a headshot, but I guess it was her shoulder, maybe. It's, it's yeah. kind of hard to tell, but she's definitely shot, and there's blood all over the windshield. Batista's really struggling to keep this green screamo singer at bay, so much so that his arm just snaps due to the pressure. His bone is just popping out of his skin. Like, bleh, bleh. Gross. This motherfucker's a great shot the whole movie until that point. At that point, he automatically is just like, what, what is this? What is this pew-pew thing? <laughs> when his arm breaks, he drops his gun, which hangs in the balance right on the edge of the copter hole. Tig wipes blood away to see rockets heading towards the city that's now just behind them. And, and that's when we see that split second shot of the other woman looking at the rocket. And that's the last we see of her. Yep. That woman is the downfall of this whole fucking movie. Hmm. Batista's daughter, a.k.a. Jackie from Yellow Jackets, hits the zombie who looks like Bert from The Used before he cut his hair in the head with a fire extinguisher. Finally. But then he quickly recovers and bites Batista in the shoulder. Audible gasp. The bomb that Tig saw connects with the city, and the wave of nuclear energy starts to rocket toward them, but not before Batista shoots that fuck in the face. Its head literally just splits right in half like a Gallagher watermelon, and this blue proto-molecule pixie dust bullshit floats out of its dome. My dude said proto-molecule. Please tell me you watched The Expanse. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I love you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you got the reference. Seconds later, the nuke backlash arrives, and I take back what I said about Tig. Back to comedy. She is not a good helicopter pilot. I mean, she got shot. She's trying her best. (laughs) No excuses. You're over here questioning all the army people up to this point, and you call the door on the side of a helicopter a copter hole. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like, I don't think you could necessarily throw stones there, sir. What is it called? The door on the side of a helicopter? It's not a door if it's an open hole. Copter hole sounds way better, man. I gotta go like him. Thank you. I stand corrected. Copter hole. (laughs) Sounds like something I want to put my pee-pee in. (laughs) (laughs) The copter smashes into the ground. It's just a big old decimated pile of metal and sadness. And then we cut to a man watching the nuke drop on the news and sipping some liquor in the middle of the day. And by a man, I mean Temple Master Dogen from season six of Lost. Oh, no. Uh, I love Lost. I liked it, too. Thank you. He's on Helix also. Yeah, he's in a lot of stuff. He's dope. I like him. He was Scorpion in the new Mortal Kombat. He was. But nothing gets my goat like Lost. Anyway, (laughs) back at the crash, Jackie, a.k.a. Kate, gets up and goes to find her dad. He gives his soon-to-be-dead speech about how proud he is, how she needs to open a food truck with lobster rolls, which I actually agree, not because lobster rolls are great, but 
because you can just stick it to your customers. Like lobster's the one food where you can charge whatever you want. Like restaurants don't even have a set price. They're just like, it's market price, bitch. You know you want well, it. It's just because the the market price fluctuates so much. Yeah, but you don't even need to tell them what it is. You can just be like, this is the market price. And they're like, okay, fine. I'm desperate and I want it. It's not your fault that you don't look up what the market price of lobster is. I, I, I don't think you're understanding my argument, David. I don't care about any of that. What I'm saying is, as the restaurateur, I could charge them whatever I want. Correct. Okay. So you agree with me? I mean, yes, but if you charge them an exorbitant price that it, like if they've ever had a lobster roll before and they're like crazy different from the last time, they're not going to get it. Yes, they are. Nah. Have you ever wanted to get lobster? Someone's told you the price and you're like, oh no, I'll get the tuna instead. No, you're still going to get that lobster. No, but I've never had a store market up 600% like you're talking. You're you like, don't know that. You don't know that. Yes, I do know that. Lobster is expensive. How much do you think a pound of lobster tail is going for right now? Thirty two ninety nine. Wow, that's that is high. really high. <laughs> like extremely high. Nine dollars. Sixteen bucks. See? I mean, are you going to buy lobster out of the back of a truck? No. I'm all for a good shit, but that's like a good like three to seven and a half shits, right? <laughs> like you're buying seafood out mm-hmm. of a truck like you're asking for it. You're like, look, you know what? Yeah. Me and the porcelain gods, we ain't spent enough time together lately. <laughs> like we're just going to bond. Let me get this seafood. Got my colonoscopy on Monday. Let's go. Fuck that prostate exam. <laughs> anyway, lobster aside, Batista hands her a wad of cash and says some shit about a camp in Gita. No idea what he's talking about. He dies, but she waits until he turns and then finally puts a bullet between his eyes. She tosses the gun. Now that she has the money, she's pretty and rich, so she can't be smart. It's just you can't have all three. He gave her $30,000. She's not rich. (laughs) Well, how did you know how much money it was? I've worked at like many, many banks. The maximum could be $30,000, and that's only if it was in hundreds. Wow. I like your money skills there. Anyway, I just don't know why you would ever toss a perfectly good gun during a zombie apocalypse. Yeah, that also struck me. Like, I, I understand that it was an emotional moment, but, like, you just had to kill a zombie. Like, I know it was your dad, but it was also a zombie. So, like, why would you throw away the weapon you're holding? Because there is a chance that there could be more additional zombies. Like I said. Yeah, but, to, I mean, all the zombies are isolated to Vegas up until that point. Fair. Tig could be a zombie. Yeah, Tig could be a zombie. Gita, assuming that's Gita. I think that's yeah. Gita. She looks like a Gita. Hashtag fuck Gita. <laughs> <laughs> so Kate cries. She punches the sand. And as a bigger helicopter arrives, presumably to pick her up, an acoustic version of Zombie by the Cranberry starts. R.I.P. Dolores. We cut to the bombed out city. Music's still playing. A dude pops out some kind of bunker with a duffel bag, which we find out shortly is loaded with money. And this was the same guy from the opening montage. Dave, you didn't reference it, but he was just using a power saw to... Yeah, that was Masters of Philosophy Boy. Yeah, but you didn't you didn't talk about how he had a power saw, which was pretty dope. So this is him. Uh, he makes his way to an abandoned shack in the desert where he gets to an old car that I think was like waiting there for him because it had the keys in it. And of note, he has a shawl type deal covering his shoulder. Never a good sign when there are zombies about. If you have a shawl on your shoulder, something happened. Bad news. Mm -hmm. That dude got bit. He gets to a small airport in Utah and he uses some fat stacks to rent himself a private plane. He forces the flight attendants to down some champagne with him, but he is not looking so hot. He like stumbles and falls. He paid about 100K for the plane ride. Enough, enough with your money site. Sorry. (laughs) He makes his way to the bathroom. He looks at his sexy self in the mirror, and of course, we catch a glimpse of the bite on his upper arm. You start to see like he's got like the black veins around it. It doesn't even look like the bite broke skin. So how is he zombified? 
They played fast and loose with the zombiness in this movie. But you know what? I, I want to appreciate the professionalism of Mikey here. This man's got pieces of wall falling on his back, and he didn't even didn't even oh, fuck. <laughs> I didn't realize that's why. <laughs> oh well, my man's didn't break stride. He's like, oh, the wall's falling on me. That's fine. At least it ain't fucking zombie. Oh man. Yeah, anyway, so he's got the black veins. It's not long before he is a zombie. The pilot comes over the speaker and he says they're about to land in Mexico City. Our man says, fuck, and then just fade to credits as Suspicious Minds by Elvis comes back to play us out. And that is the last 15 minutes. Now, before we get into the awesome questions that Tyler created for us, it is time for a center commercial. Hmm. Each week on the One Hit Thunder podcast, we welcome a special guest to come take a deep dive into a one-hit wonder artist with us. And together, we decide if that artist brought the one-hit thunder or was nothing more than a one-hit blunder. You can find One Hit Thunder anywhere that you listen to podcasts. So hit that subscribe button and join in on the fun each week. Well, Michael, when our listeners are done doing that, what should they do? Well, they can send us an email at thecentercutcast at gmail.com, but really they should go to podinbox.com slash thecentercut and send us an audio message. We want to hear your voices. Mm-hmm. And what can they do if they just want to see stuff that we talk about or create? If they just want to use their eyes, then they can go to Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, but Instagram is always the best one. But you could also use your fingertips to comment on stuff. We are fans of all of the senses. Even the sixth one, the Bruce Willis one. Please and thank you. All right, Tyler, you done came up with some questions to quiz us about the middle. Are you ready to ask us? I am ready, my friend. I am ready to win. The first 15 minutes of this movie was like a really hot midget stripper. First 15 minutes, you're excited. It's great. And then the last 15 minutes, it just comes up short. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's get to the questions. Question one, who killed Kate Ward's mom? I think it's Batista. I think that's why he is an old dude working in a diner. Like he went to prison for manslaughter because he accidentally murdered her somehow. And now he and Kate have a weird relationship and he has to take mercenary jobs like the one he was doing and try to get the money to make ends meet. I think he killed her. I don't know that you can accidentally murder someone. Uh, That's called manslaughter, David. Look it up. Yeah. So it's not murder. You can't spell manslaughter without man's laughter. That has nothing to do with anything. (laughs) I like it. Thanks, though. I have never heard that. Weirdo. My life has changed now. <laughs> I think all of our lives have changed. So what's your answer, bitch? I um I'm gonna say our philosophy, master philosophy boy, is the one who killed Kate's mom. Nope. It it was Batista. Fuck yeah. But but she had changed into a zombie. Oh well. And then he stuck a knife through the top of her head as he was crying, and Kate was watching the entire time. Oh, no. Still probably would be manslaughter. Like if you kill a zombie person, a, a zombie version of a person, that probably would be classified as manslaughter. I no, it wouldn't. It. <laughs> well, the thing is in this is there were people like trying to fight for zombie rights. Yeah, see? Also for you, David. There were. Yeah. But no, but I mean to me it's self-defense, even if they're zombie rights. That's true. But anyway, I'm I'm happy to take that point. Zombie slaughter, maybe. Not manslaughter. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. All right, one nothing. All right, then the next question's kind of like it's kind of intricate. So they came to him, fifty million was the original cut. So what was everybody's cut of 
if they come out alive, what did everybody get? Looking for percentages or amounts? I'm not smart enough for percentages <laughs> when I was given amounts, but you can try okay. it. You're the bank guy. You're a numbers guy. I think that there were four of them that would have gone in. So, you know, 12.5 million. Per person? Yes. If they were splitting 50 million. I think there are three parties. In the opening montage, there are four people who get singled out and stand there with their pictures in hand. And one of those is the bad mom who gets crushed by the cargo container. So that leaves, I think, the three people. And I think it's 33, 33, 34%, which ends up being... 16.5, 16.5, and then 17 mil. And the person who gets the little extra 500,000, they do rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> fractions are for nerds. Okay. Yeah, fractions are for nerds. Mm-hmm. Fuck them nerds. Yep. All right, so Batista is going to take 15 million of this for himself. And then there's this Hispanic lady who escaped the city with him originally. You could tell there's a little friction. They might have bumped uglies. Mm. Who knows? They at least showed each other their genitals. Wow. She gets 15 million. And then you got big chainsaw dude. He's going to get another 15 mil. Ooh, the pilot is going to get 2 million. Mm. Because the way he said it is because these three are like the Trace Amigos and shit. And he's like, look, we'll split this 15, 15, and 15. And then we can split the last 5 million between whoever. And then they meet this dude named Mikey. He's just this crazy Hispanic dude, and they're going to give him 500K. And then they find the safe cracker, the guy who's got the prequel. They give him 250. In the movie, there is a camp right outside Vegas where they hold the people that might be infected. They're not bit or anything. They have guards. So there's this piece of shit guard there, and they offer him 50K to go in with them. But it's all a trick. Fuck that guy. He's horrible. He's the dude with the fucking tattoos on the side of his head on sons of anarchy if you know who i'm talking about nope he was good in sons of anarchy and this he was a little bitch <laughs> but that's the that's the breakdown mikey ends up bringing a couple people with him who get off pretty quick but wow so uh we were wrong there's no way you could have been right on that all right one to nothing still all right finish this line easy peasy easy peasy adidas yeezy they're talking about how many shoes from that lunatic kanye that they can buy after they get all the money from the job easy peasy Adidas Yeezy. That is extremely close. Jesus. Easy peasy, easy breezy, beautiful cover girl. That's even closer. <laughs> so I don't know who you guys want to give the point to, but here it is. Easy peasy, Japanesey. Oh. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. uh, I think, well, here's the thing. Are Adidas made by Japanese people? Because oh, if they no. are... <laughs> no. Is cover girl produced in Japan? Probably. <laughs> this came from the uh, guy from Lost. Ah. He hired them to do this job, and he's like, ah, you get in, you get out, easy peasy, Japanesey. And somebody said, no, it's lemon squeezy. And if you ever hear somebody say easy peasy and they don't finish it with something, does that make your butthole pucker or is that just me? Yeah, I, my butthole hasn't puckered in months, but that would that would make it. That pucker. would do it. Yeah, You've got to finish the line. So it's still, what, one nothing? It is. Yeah. I have a quick question for you, though. So if that guy signed them up for the job what the hell was his cut he got the other 150 million oh my god okay so and he did nothing oh so there was <laughs> 200 million to be yeah gotten okay. it was all his money uh, and he already record, recovered it from okay. insurance so it was all free money basically gotcha all right well nothing all right number four is who is valentine i think valentine is that guy we were just talking about guy who said easy breezy japanese who sent them in to to get them their money yeah i agree with you i think it's dogan from lost it's gotta be him but it is not him. Oh. It is this giant zombie fucking tiger that is Siegfried and Roy's tiger. And he is like the guardian uh. and alert of the zombies. Like, he's just like, hey, 
we got some motherfuckers trying to act off. Uh, interesting. Wow. I would not have guessed a zombie tiger, even though there's another question about a zombie tiger. Damn yeah. it. Should have guessed the zombie tiger. Well, it's one nothing still. That might be enough to beat you, David. <laughs> we both. Yeah. I mean, honestly, at this point, probably. All right. What does Scott want to serve out of his food truck when this ordeal is done before lobster tacos? He has two other ideas. If you get one of them, I'm going to give you a point. If you get two of them, then I think you should get like five points. All right. So I'm glad you mentioned that it's not the lobster rolls because I, I was like, there's no way that Tyler, I know his podcast is called Inner Idiot, but I, I don't think he would ask this if it was lobster rolls. <laughs> I just, I picture him getting separated from Kate and every time they reconnect, he just says a new food that it should be. Kate, Scott's tots, just, just different flavored tater tots. Kate, wieners, daughter, crepes. They're so versatile. Of those two, I'm going to go with, because you said I can pick two, I'm going to go wieners and crepes. Interesting. I like Scott's tots, though. <laughs> Scott's tots does sound pretty good. Different flavored tater tots, man. Artisanal tater tots that are like yeah. done in multiple different ways. Yeah, that like sounds like a flow tater tots. You got some like teriyaki flavored ones. Yeah. Bacon cheddar shit, tater tots. Yep. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. Well, fuck the podcast. We're, <laughs> we're getting a food truck. I'm going to say tacos just because that feels like a food truck staple to me i really hope one of you guys get one of these sausages fellas <laughs> each of you take another guess i am gonna go with burritos yes again man <laughs> <laughs> barbecue artisan grilled cheese mm. and tofu because you can do anything with tofu yeah oh i would not picture him as a tofu man Wow. Agreed. I never would have guessed grilled cheese. Grilled, grilled cheese, maybe. Cheese. I should have got yeah. grilled cheese. Wow. We guessed like seven things, David. And we, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we suck <laughs> so bad. This is one of the uh, worst we've ever done. Wow. Yeah. One nothing. One to zero. All right. So why was the queen zombie so important? I'd imagine if they're calling her the queen zombie that it's similar to a bee queen in a way that like she is actually able to manipulate the full horde and like kind of give them direction rather than just like going off and doing whatever the fuck they want to do so when i first heard this question i didn't know it was queen zombie i thought it was just why is the queen so important yeah it's like because she leads england so we know we're in vegas and in vegas there's like large statues i thought it was just like a weird ass big black bulbous statue of the queen and they have to use it like a battering ram to to bust open a vault (laughs) But now that I know it's a queen zombie, I'm going to go with Dave's answer and say that, yeah, she controls the horde. See, you guys should both give yourself a point for this. This is not the answer I, the answer I was looking for. But in a way, she does manipulate the, the horde. She is not the most important. The alpha is the man you see at the beginning and the end. The zombie that can grow hair. <laughs> Fuck him, by the way. Dead, you can grow hair. Fuck, I'm here I am alive. I can't grow a lick of fucking hair. <laughs> Dumb. All right, but no. So she is actually pregnant. Oh. Somehow the alpha zombie knocked her up. What? Yeah. One of Japanese's men actually was trying to take her head, chops her head off, puts it in a bag. He's going to take it back out. That's what they really wanted, not the money. Oh. To study her? Yes. Mm. But Kate puts a stop to that. But anyways, you see the alpha reach into her belly and pull out this proto-molecule baby. And it's great. It's like, wow, zombies just out here doing the thing. Yeah, so I guess that kind of lends some credence to the idea of zombies having rights, right? If, like, they're able to kind of reproduce and they're just, like, doing their own thing. Did they not show the zombie sex? No, you you don't actually see any zombie procreation. They should have. What do you think moaning sounds like? That's, uh, (laughs) like... (laughs) Harder. This is as fast as I go. 
<laughs> I don't know. That alpha guy was pretty fucking quick. Yeah, that guy was quick. You guys both should take a point for that, I think. Okay, two to one. Great, two to one. At least I didn't get a zero. <laughs> Next question. Is there anything cooler than a zombie tiger? If so, what? Okay, so I am a thankless Walking Dead watcher. I was a fan from seasons one to four. Started getting weaker when that dickhead Scott Gimple took over. It really went downhill for like five seasons. It started to get better in season nine and ten, and then eleven is kind of hit or miss. I just want it to be over. Why the hell would you keep watching a show if you despise it after a season four that much? I don't despise it. Sounds Again, like you're not a fan. No, I said. Have you ever been married, Dave? So how long have you been married? Five years. Do you despise her yet? No. Don't worry. One day you will, and you'll still <laughs> stay married. <laughs> When you commit to something, you just you never quit, Dave. That is marriage. Now, the point of all of that, though, is to bring up Ezekiel's tiger in The Walking Dead. That thing was dope. But in the show, it gets overtaken by zombies. And I don't recall it turning into a, a zyger, like a zombie tiger. So I find it interesting that in this universe, animals can turn into zombies, too. Because, like, thinking about that, that would be fucking impossible. Like, if there were zombie mosquitoes or zombie ants... You would never be safe, ever. Like, you just walk out the door and bam, you're just bitten by a zombie mosquito. And now you're a zombie. That's impossible. Mm. That being said, knowing that there are zombie tigers, apparently, I think a tiger is like the perfect blend of huge, but also fast and powerful. So I don't think there is anything cooler. No, I think it's the coolest possible zombie. That was a long way of getting there. It seems like a cop out to me. But I mean, yeah, a zombie tiger is cool, but. The idea of zombies in general turn relatively passive creatures into predatory and they become like killing machines. So I think it would be actually really cool if like a docile, a relatively docile animal became a zombie and then became like a predator. Elephants or giraffes or some crazy shit. Like imagine a zombie giraffe running at Ooh, you wanting to kill you. That's a creature of nightmare. Yeah, that would be nuts. Zombie geese. Fuck everything else. <laughs> zombie Ugh. geese. Yeah. Yeah, shit would be crazy. But yeah, I, I also think like one I thought of is sloths. In this universe, it seems like the humans are able to like run fast and like fight well. Like they almost seem stronger as zombies than they are as just regular humans. Sloths have those like crazy ass claws that are like five inches long out of control. And if those things were predatory and like actually actively trying to kill you, they'd be scary as shit. All right. Well, I think you both get a point on that. But the answer to the question is being a goddamn zombie alpha and riding a zombie horse while leading your army of zombies. That's That's pretty cool. There's a zombie horse in this motherfucker that gets rode by the zombie alpha. Imagine being a horse and then you die and then you turn into a zombie horse and you still have to just have a master and you can't just like run free and be a zombie. That sucks. That sucks for that horse. (laughs) Anyway, Uh. read it too. Read it too, David. (laughs) All right. Do you think the alpha zombie can teleport? And here's why I ask is because one minute this man is in one building fighting Batista and then Batista gets picked up by the helicopter, goes to another building and then boom, there's the zombie alpha on the roof of the other building. Can this motherfucker teleport? I don't think so. I don't think he could teleport because if he could teleport, he would just escape Las Vegas, right? Like you would just you could teleport out and then create a million more zombies and just go to town. You don't want out of Vegas. Why not? Like if you wanted to create that many zombies, why wouldn't you want to create more? 
that's his kingdom. That's all they wanted. They just wanted their own spot. Interesting. Yeah, I sort of th- I think he's just he's incredibly fast. We see that multiple times. I don't think that he tires really. He just like is full bore all the time. So yeah, he could like run from one building to the the other really quick full sprint now listen i get that already believing in zombies is one leap of faith so it's not that crazy to also believe in teleporting but these things are zombies they can eat the shit out of somebody and then that person that was bit to shreds also becomes a zombie but i don't i never understood that like didn't they just lose 75 percent of their body by being eaten how do you now have a body to be a zombie i never understand that you've never seen like a zombie crawling across the ground because it's whole bottom half i have or shit like that but there's only so many there's only like four of those and there's like hundreds of thousands of the regular well most of them just got like bit like batista and then they're on their way but you see so many people get torn apart by zombies i don't know anyway teleporting it's a whole other ball game no i am passionate about this the answer is no no <laughs> all right you guys take your points however you want on that one it Thank just you. drove me nuts Four next three. question <laughs> batista obviously dies so he is and one against the zombies but what many people don't know is batista dipped his toes in the water of mma what is his mma record in real life or in this movie in real life okay well, I don't think it matters either way. I think this is a trick question. I think he's undefeated, but because he's never fought before. I think he is zero and zero, baby. Undefeated. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he has fought, but I think he did one fight. I do remember him going to MMA for a small portion. It's probably around the same time that like Brock Lesnar did it, I think. I think that he won the first fight and then he just retired undefeated. Dave gets the point here. Damn it. He went one and oh. Now here's wow. the thing. Look up this video. He did win. Hats off to him for getting in the cage. It is not something everybody can do. It is definitely takes a certain type of person. This sloppy old guy pushed his limits. <laughs> and this was the best shape Dave Batista's ever been in. And trained. A little bit. But it is one of those sports. It does not matter what your physique is if you do not know what the hell you're doing and have the experience. Yep. Eat your vitamins and learn shit. Yeah. <laughs> Eat your vitamins and learn shit. 100%. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, then it is tied four to four going into the final bonus question. Wow. Look at that. Look at that. All right. So I've actually done this on my show before, and it is zombie related. It is a zombie apocalypse, and you are at an Adam and Eve warehouse. Do you guys know what Adam and Eve is? That's like the porn stuff, right? Yes. Sex mm-hmm. shop. You can take you can take three things with you from this to help you survive this zombie apocalypse so to speak. <laughs> and I'll tell you what I'm taking just just off the rip so you guys can come up with your answers. So first of all, I'm getting a little creative. I'm taking two decent-sized dildo, okay? Mm-hmm. And a G-string okay. to tie them together. That's two of my <laughs> Okay, so this way, I have a pair of dildo nunchucks. Yep. Or I'm going to take a quiver of vibrators with me as well so I can stand on one dildo, hold the other dildo up, and I have a dildo bow and arrow that shoots vibrators. That is my three options. That's solid. (laughs) So the first thing I am getting is a blow-up doll Mm. for decoy purposes. Try and lure zombies away from myself. You're the first person that has said that. Yeah. uh, Just to drive home the decoy, I think I'm going to get uh, edible underwear to put onto the blow-up doll (laughs) so that it also has a scent that drives them away. And then I do I do need a weapon. I'm going to go with a sex swing. My reasoning is that I think that there are enough leather straps and also harder parts that I could fashion myself like a rudimentary mace that I could fight with. 
And those are my three. I like it. I like it. All right. Wow. Those are some good answers. I think, you know, first thing I got to take is I I have to have a a long range weapon that I can hold because I'm not a good shot. I I appreciate the idea of like a bow and arrow or like a trebuchet, but I I just I would miss a trebuchet. (laughs) Yeah, I got to go. I got to go with the giant, the biggest, longest, purplest dildo just for the weapon part that's that's a gimme like everyone's probably going to take a big dildo i get it the other two things though i'm taking i need to also have a short range combat weapon so i'm going to take the sharpest butt plug that there is <laughs> oh yeah. just the sharpest one that i can kind of like know, a brass knuckle kind of thing yeah ass knuckles yeah ass knuckles exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly so that'll be my short range weapon i have my short range weapon i have my long range weapon and then for stealth i'm gonna grab the biggest bottle of lube and then just pour it over my head my entire body so i'm all lubed up so i can just fucking slide through that crew man <laughs> can't grab you they're gonna try to bite me and their teeth are gonna fucking slide off okay teeth don't just slide off but fine. Everybody picked lube, and I never thought of it. But every, almost every person yeah. picked lube, and it's, it's, a good an- it's a good answer. Yeah. Also, like hide your scent a little. Yep. Exactly. All right. That that's my questions, fellas. You guys did amazing. So who gets the point? Oh, got me in the hot seat. I was really hoping yep. that you guys would pick the winner here. <laughs> nope. And, and what's the score right now? Four to four before this question. Four four. I'm gonna give myself five points. For coming on here and being an awesome guest, all right. So I fucking win. I get the Good brag. Man. I am undefeated. I am Batista in MMA right now. I am one and zero oh in the center cut. That's a great move. <laughs> That's a great move. Now when we do our recap at the end of the year. I'm going to have to say our scores, and I'm going to have to say that like Michael won seven episodes, I won ten episodes, and and Tyler won one episode. Tyler. Thank you for being here. You are building something big over there with Lord Shorty and crew, just not on Apple Podcasts for whatever reason, but people should follow you on Instagram. You do Insta Lives with other indie podcasters and you post all kinds of other fun shit with your shenanigans. Just call it dumb shit. Call it what it yeah, is. Yeah, well, <laughs> dumb shit, fine. But uh, what else should people do if they liked what they heard today? Check us out on Spotify. That is our main platform. Ideally, we want Spotify to buy us out. If not Spotify, then iHeart. Check us out there because we do do some work with iHeart. You can catch me on KISS 107 if you're in the Cincinnati area. That's pretty much it, man. Check us out. Don't come if you're, if you're thin-skinned. you got to be thick-skinned. Don't offend me. Understand that what we say is a joke. I'm just putting thoughts out in the air to make you laugh every day. That's that's my goal. None of it is meant to be malicious. Yep. It is a good time. I always have a fun time when I'm listening. And like I said, follow them on Instagram as well, because Tyler does many Instagram lives and uh, it's a fun time. Really appreciate you being here, Tyler. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming by and congratulations on the win. That's what I'm here for to win, baby. (laughs) Oh, man. Tyler was a guest and this is a podcast and i am stating facts but david we gotta wrap this up let's hit up center counts i give this a three out of seven okay i'm not super into zombo stuff but yeah just i like it's i guess all right but like everyone was obsessed with walking dead and stuff it's like meh. there were some cool ish differences to this one i guess but not really the only difference is that the zombie came from mm, us which, I mean, cool, like, probably. If there's going to be a zombie apocalypse-style event, it's probably just going to be because the U.S. government was hiding one somewhere and then did a bad job. So, three. I'm with you. 
I also gave this a three out of seven. And I, you mentioned it, but I mentioned it during the episode. I'm 11 seasons deep in Walking Dead. I enjoyed the Dawn of the Dead remake. But but that's basically where my zombie knowledge ends. I am, a like you, a casual zombie watcher. Okay, it's fine if I watch it, but I'm not going to seek it out. And this this kind of felt schlocky at parts. Like there were yeah. parts, I don't know. And, and I prefer my zombies to be slow moving and beatable. Like these fucking triathlete doing spin kicks. Meh. Which, although I think I think that is like more accurate to what a zombie would be. Like I can't figure out a good a good argument for why you take a healthy person and then turn them into a zombie, and all of a sudden that that thing can't move more than two miles an hour. Uh, because rigor mortis, David, they died. Well, yeah, but they if the zombie is controlling their body, then like the muscles and everything that existed prior to them dying. I would assume, would still be functioning. But what if they were dead for a while? For someone who's dead for a while, yes. If Patrick Swayze become a zombie, agreed, he should move slowly. That's just a skeleton. I don't know. Anyway, there's no logic we can use here because zombies aren't real. That being said, this thing is over two hours long. Like, what the hell happened in the middle? What the hell could have possibly happened to make this two hours long? I just, I don't have a burning desire to watch the rest. So I'm going three. But that is it for now. What do we have coming up next, David? Coming up next, we are going to be covering season two of Bridgerton. Coming out April 27th. Those silly, silly Brits are back. But before that, next week, we are going to have a center chat where we will be discussing. Are you ready? I'm ready. If we would rather fight off a zombie or give a dude roadhead. Wow. I, this is This might be our best center chat yet. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting conversation for sure. I cannot wait for that. It's going to get messy. Yeah, especially since we've already talked at numerous lengths about how we are incapable of protecting and or defending ourselves because of our weak, flabby bodies. Mm -hmm. It's I mean, it's essentially it's like, would you rather suck a dude or or die? Pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty much. But with a little bit more pizzazz. (laughs) A little bit more pizzazz. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Go check out Tyler and his pals, the Inner Idiot Podcast, just not on Apple. Mm-hmm. Like the blah, 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 between the blah, blah, blah. It's always better than the blah, 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 blah.